Katherine Sorensen. I'm Elizabeth Pardez. Welcome to the Firewalker Podcast. The Firewalker Podcast is a place where we can all share our stories. Not all stories always have happy endings or feel good. Lots of the stories that have shaped us to who we are haven't been good. (laughs) (laughs) So, here we are, talking about our stories. And welcome along. Yes. Uh, Cheers. Absolutely. What do we got today here? Oh, we got a bunch today. Yeah? Yeah. Want to start with the check-in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, first, a little check-in with our wine. Oh, uh, hello. We do, I think, like maybe last episode, we started drinking and wonder if we can continue the... I feel like it's a good one. Yeah. Let's explain to it just our listeners. Uh, it's got Snoop Dogg on the bottle. It's called 19 Crimes. Swear this is not a fucking advertisement. <laughs> I wish. Uh, let me send you our routing number. <laughs> uh, we saw somebody buying it at the grocery store ahead of us, and I'm like, oh my God, I have to go back and get that. So, I don't know. It's not great, but it's got Snoop Dogg on the bottle. And not only on the bottle, but come to find yeah. out. On the cork, too. On the cork. We don't know where we put uh, the cork. It's over there somewhere. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. It's a two for one. <laughs> two oh, Snoops. Right? Two Snoops for one bottle. That's right. So we pre-gamed with a little Snoop music. Yes, we did. <laughs> we did. So anyway. Yes. How you feeling? What's going on? I feel good. Good, yes. ch- good, good day. Lots of, lots of feelings. But um, I do have a share. Okay. Yeah. So um, last night I went to my friend's puppy yoga party farm. Oh. Oh God. You said yoga, but you didn't say puppy yoga. Yes, their her dogs had a litter of eleven puppies, and they're really fluffy. I freaking forgot what they're called, but they're they're sh- sh- herding dogs. Yes. The fluffiest things I've ever seen. They're like little balls of like puppy fluff. Heaven. Australian shepherds? No, they were uh, shepherds. I know. It's okay. you've got I know. I was going to say, uh, I can know. I get one? <laughs> oh, they're so cute. So um, the event was outside. We did some yoga under the stars. We had, um, oh my gosh, like doing yoga with like puppy kisses. Like oh. I came home from that with like, like dog smell oh, I'm everywhere. Sure. It was amazing. And um, my, my little Bruce dog. My golden doodle was a little bit, but oh, for sure. But it was amazing. I've only been to goat yoga. Oh, that. So I've always wanted to go. <laughs> um, it's right across from my old house. Oh, yeah. But I know the lady that runs that. I feel like I would rather do puppy yoga. Yeah, we should have her on here. Tell us a little about her goat yoga. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay you, you so puppy out. yoga, puppy and it was yoga. amazing. Yes. Okay. And yes, I remember too, like being outside. You forget the like. In Arizona, it's you cannot go outside. No. And my house that I live in now doesn't have grass. And oh, that's right. You don't have grass either. Nope. So, uh, like, even just laying my mat on the ground mm. and feeling like the squishiness of the ground, but yet it was still so firm. And there would be like bugs, which is usually like yucky, but they would like be on my mat. And it's like, oh, thanks for letting me be in your home, little bug. Aww. It was really awesome. The sun setting and oh, it was lovely. Okay. All right, my, my, my check-in was wonderful. That, that is wonderful. Yeah, floating on the cloud. <laughs> uh, mine's good. I had a good day. I woke up to a bunch of really nice messages oh. about our last episode. So that was a great way to start my day. Yes. Um, and then, you know, mom life and gym, and now we're here. So it's great. I have zero complaints. Mm. 
Zero and Snoop Dogg is crushing it with the Cali Red. Yeah, hello. Wow. So anyways, I had a great day. And uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying now because I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> we were knee deep in the Cali Red. Um, you were saying that you had a great oh. day with good E, with good text messages I did, yes. and love. Yeah. And uh, how about you? Any feedback? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. I feel like, too, it's like pulling hairs to get feedback. And, like, I've gotten a little bit of true feedback that, like, is ones I'll take with me. And others where I felt like this may have been something, like, like within, like, family and relationships where it's like, this might not be, like fair feedback so mine wasn't like negative and I get it because it's it's big it like is. a lot of what I've shared has been big it's huge and we actually talked about this before we recorded and I ran this by my husband after you know you and I had kind of touched base earlier today and we talked about the differences between like the feedback I've gotten from my circle and then the feedback you've gotten from your circle and how it's drastically different. Yeah. Um, I've gotten one negative thing and it was about the shitty audio quality. Which <laughs> <laughs> still bear with us. Yes, man. it's coming, okay? Yeah, just... um, so then like I started thinking, okay, well, does that mean I'm surrounded by people who aren't willing to like tell me what they really think and feel? Am I surrounded by fake people that are just telling me what they think I want to hear? Yeah. Or are they maybe telling me the truth and maybe they are thinking it's awesome or happy for us or whatever, but the divide was just so great that it was really hard for me to wrap my head around it. So my husband said something that was really, I think, interesting and possibly quite accurate and he said that um a lot of your circle your family especially they haven't heard a lot of these things that we are talking about they haven't heard any right none so to them these are like bombs being thrown in their face so they're probably going into listening thinking one thing and then they're coming out of it probably thinking a whole lot of new thoughts. Yeah. Whereas I think my friends will probably be surprised by some of the things I say, but I do think over the last couple of years, I've been more vocal about my stances on things and my thoughts on things. Um, so there will still be some shock, <laughs> but maybe a little bit less. <laughs> so that might be where yeah. the divide is coming from. It could be, and I seem to tread a fine line between an overshare and a, you know, where it's like, no, this is really how I want to show and be. Right. And I a thousand percent hold their feedback in like love and like, wow, like that was big to share it and I take it. And I, I'm grateful that they would share. Absolutely. And with all feedback, you gotta weed through the stuff that's gonna be the feedback you're gonna keep and use and other feedback that just is like, I appreciate, but I need to move forward in the way that I know I need to move forward. Right. So. I also think that you said something that was 
a really good takeaway, um, not only probably just for our close circle, but probably for anyone. Mm -hmm. And what I'm excited. That was about how people will see us. Oh man. Oh man, oh man, girl. Uh, yeah, so our conversation today, so throughout the day, Elizabeth and I will talk and text and be like, hey, what about this, what about this? Yes. You know, we're business partners, so, you know, that's what they do. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry, kids. I can't talk right now. <laughs> I did hear you say that today. I'm on the phone with my business partner. I did, in case, like, can I talk to her? I <laughs> <She laughs> <just> roll. <laughs> it's funny, because I was like, same, taking Claire out to lunch. I was like, oh, my business, I need, I'm... Claire, I really want to be present with you, but <laughs> I got work I got to do. That's right. Mama's got to work. It's a fine line. Mm -hmm. I feel the wine kind of kicking in already, and I've had like three sips. Yeah. Snoop can pack a punch. Hey. Oh, hey, hey. Did you really expect anything less, no, though? No, I didn't. Although, like, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't open it, and it wasn't actually, like, gin and juice. <laughs> <laughs> like, how fun would that have been in a wine yeah. bottle? But yeah. whatever. Or maybe, what's the song where it's like, a, like... Join us because of thumb or oh, something. Yeah, like that. I don't think I. I think there's zero THC. Oh, unfortunately, it's, it's probably fortunate for the viewers. <laughs> fortunate for ourselves. True, true, true. And I, I do want to circle back to. I did get a lot of like, go get your dream. Like this is awesome to see you like, going forward, moving forward. Because I feel like since the divorce, I've been very um, shut for sure not open on a social media platform. And when I do, it's dabbling in like, I'm healing, be gentle, you know? So I do, I do really, I'm grateful for the, the love and the like push and like, you got this, you got this. Like, I hear you and thank you for that encouragement. And if you would like to give positive feedback, Actually, I can't ask, I, you know what, I don't wanna ask that. No. I don't wanna ask for no. just that. Like, I wanna ask for like the real raw, the juicy, um, so we can actually improve for our audience and for each other to show up for you guys and show up for ourselves. I actually almost went to text a couple people and beg for some negative. Like, if you had to say one bad thing, can you tell me something bad? Really? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, it's fair. Like, they'll tell us if they need it. Right. All right. So, so if you want to tell me something shitty, go ahead. Yeah, here we're, we're licking our wounds a little bit. That's right. For a bit. But, hey, like, we asked. Yes. I asked. Yes. And I got. That's right. Like that's the best thing ever. Like to actually receive what you ask for. Mm -hmm. Can you cry about that? Absolutely not. No. And with this whole adventure, I think being vulnerable yeah. is Ooh. the key to Well that's what we're asking. Right. To um, not only our success, but to make it relatable and if just one person relates to one thing that we say, like, that's fucking awesome. And you can't ask for that if you're not willing to be real. Yes. I agree. Yeah. So, that's that. Yeah, shoot, can, can we just show our viewers, so this is like for people that are actually on yes. YouTube, we're putting a picture of Snoop's face. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let's, you know what? And the fact that I bought it at yeah. like a health food store is even funnier. Yeah. It's like that just adds now. to the irony. We're healthy now. That's right. It's healthy yeah. soup wine. Yeah, it's healthy soup wine. Yes. 
But along with being vulnerable, oh, maybe I'm trying to dodge the vulnerable. I think you are. Oh, there, there comes consequences. Yes, there yes. is. Yes, there um, is. I'll share a little story about some consequences from a while back. Um, I'm quite vocal on my social media with um, my ideas and my stances on things and my feelings on. Um, topics that aren't really considered um, appropriate all of the time for a nice little mom of three. And I think that surprises people sometimes. And so when it's someone who doesn't know me personally, um, I do know that that has had an effect negatively on some situations um, with my kids, which we kind of talked about this a little bit before, um, but I can give you a real story about that. Um, my daughter, who's a dancer, was dancing with a girl since like kindergarten, and they were the closest, best little buddies ever, and she kept inviting her over, and the mom would not let her come over. And it was excuse after excuse, and then it went to like me reaching out, like, hey, just so you know, like I'm okay with this. It's not something that they're concocting. Like, yeah. she's welcome over anytime. We'd love to have her. They're great friends. Still, excuse after excuse. Well, then, probably about two years ago, so that went on for like five years. So, probably like two years ago, I posted something, and I wish I could remember what it was. And it was me talking about something to do with maybe like, girls and empowerment and you know um, how we need to encourage you know our young girls to be strong and whatever and after that day all of a sudden that girl was allowed to come over and so of course my daughter's like over the moon excited and I mean I think like I knew at the time like what the shift was but then probably about six months later that mom actually talked to me and basically apologized for judging me off of my social media that I wasn't a good mom, a good influence, yeah. et cetera. Like her daughter could not come over because I wasn't a good influence. That is so sad. I know. To so many humans. I know. So it's one of those things that if it weren't my daughter and her closest little friend, um, I probably just would have told her to fuck off yeah. because I love that about you. <laughs> I would prefer that if we're not on the same page about anything, like just yeah. go ahead and weed yourself out. Yes. Like I don't need to try to change myself no. to make you more comfortable. No, people will never view us the same after listening to this podcast. Right. Ever, ever. And my, my, friends that I've not been willing or wanting to open up in the community within my, like my family. And I mean, I grew up in a Mormon religion that, you know, there's, this is half the stuff we talked about on the podcast yesterday was like, all no, like I grew up in a no, don't do that religion, not embrace who you are religion. And yeah, so you did, I will never be seen the same. You will never no, be seen the same. No, neither will. But I would rather be all the way seen than only halfway. So if people only want to still be by me with the half me, 
that I have been living, like, then, then I, I want the, I want to give my whole. I don't want to live the half. And where I feel like the half me was born was right after I placed my baby for adoption. I was 17 years old and I, I felt like the depression that surrounded that event, um, which is like probably a series of oh, all of these. Oh, for sure. Um, the depression that was around me, like inside of me, um, it was like life-threatening depression that I, I feel like it came to a point where I had to ask my mom for help. And, but then the therapy I had was terrible. It was like, just write a happy journal. I was like, okay, if that's all I need, I feel like, but anyway, another story another time. But I did feel like, okay, so hide her. Like she can't be seen because she just causes trouble. So um, that's where that part of me became, if it's bad, if it's caused shame, if it's embarrassing, if it's something that people won't find you as pretty, then it's don't, you don't have it and don't share it. So a lot of the things- I think that's probably more- Yeah, to share it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's okay, but you go ahead and use stuff that down deep and we don't, yeah. we don't talk about that. No. So, and, and these conversations we have are very therapeutic for me. Oh, for sure. And me too. So, yeah. <laughs> they are. They really are. Yeah. And I do feel like if all of me overshare I apologize um, but I am who you know what I am who I am apologizing for if I have overshared and it is crossing the line but so far I have not so I am who I am you can love all of me or uh, you can choose to love parts but I am who I am and you'll never be the same I think that's very well said thanks cheers yeah, absolutely cheers and a swig hello sit this shit no longer guzzle after that, you might need <laughs> Why? Uh, I'm going to spit it out. No, it's just a lot. Oh, it's a lot? No, it's good, though. I think we're about the same. No, yeah, I've been, like, um, okay. nursing it more. Mm. I'll catch up, baby. I'll catch up. I know you will. All right. Uh, where are we at next? Uh, I think we covered all the, oh, like, we did? warm and fuzzies. Okay. so That we had planned to talk about. Yeah, I want to talk about masturbation. Of course I do. Yeah. We're going right into it. We were like, how do we transition this? I think we just say it. Yeah, there was no transition. No. So okay. this is your transition. We're gonna talk about masturbation. Yeah. And obviously, growing up in a Mormon religion, mm. oh honey, I never ever got talked about that this could be like pleasure, like sex was not about being a pleasurable experience for the woman. Uh, I did not grow up Mormon and that was still not the narrative in my house either. Yeah, so now when we sit and masturbate, sorry if you don't masturbate, uh, do you think everybody does now? Do I think everybody does? No, I don't. I do think there are people who are um, so conditioned to that thinking yeah. because we grew up, you know, okay, so 25, 30 years ago, like 
we were parented more by fear and shame. Yeah. I think the children, adolescents of today are being parented very differently. I do not think that when our kids are our age having a conversation about this, that it would even be like thought twice about. Yeah. I think it'll be more of a common narrative. But 30 years ago, you didn't talk about that and it wasn't okay and it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't allowed. Is it common narrative to us today because we have stepped aside from the shame and the guilt that surrounded it? So maybe for us and what we view now, our lens now looking at it is different because I could bet you that like I have siblings, the same generational growing up that could, and friends, like very, like very close friends that could not be in the same spaces me because I've removed from it. Right. Totally agree. But I, I agree with it's going to be hopefully praying to like why like right that it will become more broad. And mm, I would like to share why this showed up for me today. Please do because yeah. I'm sure everyone else is wondering too. They're like wow, where they just took How a big this? a big big step up. We weren't just looking for a shock factor. No, this we was weren't. actually yeah. like an organic conversation today. Yeah, it really was. It was a business call. It was. Hello. How'd your business calls go? <laughs> Listen, mom's on the phone with her business partner. Okay? <laughs> We're talking about masturbation. Please leave. Yes, sorry. You're going to have to take a, you're, you're, you're going to, this might not be adequately aged for the, <laughs> yeah. Go watch, uh, what is it? Pet Paw Patrol. What are your kids into? I have no idea what yeah, they're into. Mine don't watch Minecraft. She'd probably kill me if I just said that that's what she I think they watch videos about watching videos. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> oh, no. so, bizarre. Yeah, so um, what showed up is I was masturbating today. And I, we, what came to mind, so I'm classified as a extreme overthinker. No, I'm not true. <laughs> I am such an overthinker. Uh, to a point that it becomes extremely toxic in myself and my relationships. I do go to a certified amazing therapist to help work through these things. So, Which, and, real quick side note, that's yes. another thing yes. that our parents would have never yeah, said. Yeah, they would admitted to that. A therapist that was like the worst thing you could fucking do. Yeah. And now people are like, guess what my therapist said? Yeah. Oh my God, oh my God, this is the best session. Okay, but <laughs> wait, before we talk about my like day, yes, my, yes, morning, yes. my morning um, enjoying Stress release. myself. We had dinner after the last podcast. Yes. And Pat was there and we were talking about, I don't know how sex came up, but something came up where it was about how you guys have connection within your relationship mm -hmm. and what shows up. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I can share here and what you can share Go there. for it. So what he enjoyed is how you, can I really say Go this? for okay. it. Yes, please. How you are, you get off by, he gets off by you getting off. Yes. With somebody else or the, not with, but the idea or the like. Right. If, if you feel good, whatever mm -hmm. that is, like right. if you're pleasuring yourself, if the idea is that there's another, whatever it right. is, it's his, like, that gets him off. Right. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about that day in our yeah, podcast with, with a non-monogamous relationship. Yeah, but more like, does he get upset? Yes. And 
That's how it he doesn't. Up. Yeah, like that's right. He thinks it's not only entertaining that like I guess guys look at my photos, whatever, but like he actually finds it like attractive. Yeah. So and not I. Did I say that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in past relationships, I thought that like that's brought me like this idea that they feel good not by my body but they feel good with another body and then that turns me on. To be a thousand percent open and like, that's great. Like I don't, I'm not judging, I'm not like, I was there. My curiosity within this morning was, that doesn't serve me anymore. Like that's not like, I'm sitting here pleasuring myself and I don't even know what fucking turns me on. Like that's the conversation with the masturbation that for me came up was like, I'm 40 years old and masturbating is pretty new to me in the first place. It wasn't something where I grew up into thinking that that was ever okay. Right. And so the idea for me were really struck home in I've actually been to sex addiction meetings. I've been to sex and love, like uh, which is a love addiction, um, uh, like SLAA meetings, which is uh, based on like a love addiction. Um, I because I thought that something was wrong with me because I was like I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. Right. So I went to these meetings. I felt at home with the humans because they were able to share. And I actually have so many great stories that um, like come away for me from those meetings that have been life-changing. And so that's part of the whole, like why this is a great topic for us I'm to I'm trying not about. to laugh that you said come away instead of like, <laughs> take away. Oh, continue. Oh, sorry. We know where your mind is. No, it's not. I say take away, but you said come away. It was just funny. Sorry. Because well, of the conversation. Correct spelling and it will make all the difference. <laughs> I'm sorry. I totally threw you off track. but I love it. No. I, I couldn't help. Like, I was going to laugh. And you know what? I, uh, that's what she said joke or right. come joke will get me anytime. So thank God for the come away. <laughs> I'm actually just going to start saying that now. Let's <laughs> not. Okay, so um, I talked for a long time right there. So that was my, the, the, what I want to talk about with, with you too is like that's my, my bit on masturbating where I would like to be is this idea between like this doesn't serve me anymore. I would like to explore and become part of me. And part of it is literally how the fuck do we do that as moms? Like, I get every other weekend where my kids are gone, so that could happen. And, you know, and I during the week, or like, but I share, they want to come stay in bed with me and be in my, like, I don't, I share bathrooms. Like, I don't have this, like, time to just explore myself. I have not created the time to just explore myself. So, that's where I'm at. Where are you at with it? Um, so... I didn't really embrace it until 
I had moved out of my parents' house again, the whole shame and, you know, not thinking it was okay. Plus the whole Catholic school thing. Yeah, if you take Catholic school sex ed, you are going straight to hell. Like do not pass go straight to hell if you touch yourself. Okay. Is that real? Oh, it's, it's, no, I don't know if the stance has changed. That was late nineties. Um, but it was definitely uh, pounded into our heads that yeah. that was a no-no and that was not okay and that was not acceptable. And I can circle back to another thing that kind of goes with that here in a second. Um, so, like, when I was younger, did I, like, touch myself? Yes, but then did I feel bad about it and stop? Absolutely. So then once I moved out, I moved out when I was 18, um, I got my first apartment, and uh, my roommate and I were like, let's go to a sex store. And so we thought we were like badass, right? So we go to a sex store that now is laughable to me. Like if I think, <laughs> it's like, like a grocery store. <laughs> so cheesy, like terrible. It was like going down the condom mile oh and the KYO. And like I bought a vibrator and it was, I can't even believe like I paid money for this thing. It was like literally just like a plastic like stick. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you turned the bottom to like turn it up or down and then it had sleeves that went over it to like change the like oh, aesthetic of it so, so like did you want like some like bumps on it did you want it smooth like yes so Wait, anyway it attach or something so it didn't get lost forever how does this work it was pretty tight like you had to jam that hooker okay. in there all right that seems safe the yes. safety safety first <laughs> again if i think back to it like I don't know how I didn't like electrocute myself in that. <laughs> I remember changing the batteries. It was all like corroded and shit yeah. in there. Whatever. Anyways. Oh, and I bought, um, we called it the snowman. It was like a butt plug and it was shaped like a snowman. So we call it the snowman. Oh There's so much in this life. I've oh. <laughs> and yeah, so that was a whole nother story with like people seeing it in my shower or whatever. Um, I so, wouldn't even know what it is. I probably, well now I would, but I'd be like, that's weird. What is that? I'm not gonna lie, the snowman was like pretty low key. Yeah. It wasn't like a like jeweled like porn butt plug. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing, like with porn, I felt so guilty. Like today, like maybe porn will be viewed differently for me after I had that moment where I was able to connect. So I probably it will be. I've never seen a porn butt plug. You haven't? No. Oh girl. I know, I'm telling you. Like we're gonna be on Pornhub when no, we're done here. <laughs> maybe if I'm comfortable enough. If not, I am not. Uh, no, we were FaceTiming and I showed you in my drawer. That is true. <laughs> but that was not Pornhub. That was not porn. It's because But it was a jewel plug. Yes, that was a jewel butt plug. And it comes inside. Yeah. I like three different small medium large. I still am ready for you to send me the contact, but like order porn. Oh, don't, no, not right now. When we're done. Okay. So anyways, that was like my first like experience with like allowing myself to be like, okay, like you're not going to grow hair on the backs of your hands. Oh, that was a Catholic thing. Are you serious? Yeah. You would grow, they said you would get like hairy palms or whatever. I swear. I'm not kidding you. Um, that, and I let myself <laughs> kind of like, I don't know, walk down that path and well, we're force-fed it. I thought it was fucking awesome. Oh, wait, the path of hairy hands? No, of masturbating. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. That sounds much more reasonable. So then, to go back to the shame, 
I was like kind of finding my groove with it and I was like, I accepted it, I was good with it. And then one night my mom ended up sleeping over at my house, at my apartment. And she slept in my room and she comes out in the morning with a vibrator in her hand. What is this I found in your bed? Is she mad? Oh, she was livid. Yes. She was very angry. Like, again, that was not okay in my household. Like, even though I was 18, maybe 19 by then. No, I was 19 by then. Um, it still was like I was in trouble for it and I was bad. Wow. I know. There is thick shaming oh, around the subject. Beyond. Like, yes. Yeah. So then, okay, like whatever, I got married. Um, and, oh, okay, wait, actually, let me reverse. So I had a boyfriend in college um, before I was married, and he also shamed me about it. Are you serious? Yes, he was very insecure um, with the idea that I would want something beyond him. And he was not okay with it. So he would shame me basically out of masturbating because it bothered him and it threatened his masculinity. Oh my God. Yeah. To think like that we are so self-centered lots of times. To think that like what you do is like, do you know if right. that makes sense? Like, yeah. Wow, like that that's like affecting him. Right. Like his identity mm -hmm. is that you may not have any other thing. Right. But yet, was he satisfying you in any of those ways? Uh. Okay. <laughs> the, okay. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, all right, fine. Yeah, you could be justified. No. I, I think that that's probably where the problem came into play is because I think he knew that we were not really sexually compatible. Yeah. So that probably increased his insecurities about it. And mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe he felt replaced by the made in China plastic vibrator. That could be like something. Yeah. Like that could be part of for like our male viewers, like and listeners and also females that like possibility within your relationship that there is that. I do know I have talked to friends who have said like um, their husband or boyfriend or significant other, whatever, are uncomfortable with the idea of like bringing toys into the bedroom because again, they feel like, I don't know, maybe they're competing with this toy or it's threatening them in some way and so therefore like that is off limits in their sex life yeah there are times in um past relationships that i would like masturbate in the day mm -hmm. and wish that i would have been brave enough to call and been like do you want to be part of this because I did have shame around it and I did have this like, like mind you, like I did go to SA and I did go to SLA thinking that I had a problem. And in reality, I didn't. I struggle with codependency as do a lot of humans alive. And the bottom root of a lot of those addictions is your codependency. You just have that fulfillment in one of those lines. So like codependency and alcoholic you know, reaching mm -hmm. out to alcohol or stuff like, mm -hmm. so there are, there is codependency in all of these addictions where I was so afraid because my sexuality, I needed this. I was so afraid that that's where my 
like, oh my God, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. But I do wish in my... I actually remember you saying that to me, like, in conversation. Yeah. That you were worried that you were, I don't want to say addicted to it, but yeah, something along that verbiage. Well, I like it. So since the summer, since, like, a, a split in a relationship, I no longer have viewed and been in the space that somebody else thinking of somebody else gets me off. That I, has so not been, I was going to ask you that. That no longer serves me. My, my feelings this morning were, have I ever actually tried to pleasure just myself? So when I sit to masturbate now, I sit in a very loving space. Um, and mind you, this is through a lot of counseling. Um, it is a space where I feel good about myself and I want to enjoy that sensation of also feeling good everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it ha masturbation has become a very healthy thing for me mm -hmm. in my like human life right now. It is not something that I'm worried about in any sense of the form. Um, it is definitely something I think a lot of women struggle with. And I feel like that's why this conversation. Yes. And possibly men, if men aren't feeling like their connection or their attachment, you know, however they're connecting to their partner isn't being met. And even if it is like, are you able to actually feel what feels good to you? Well here, okay, so that's interesting that you say that. I think that people's minds automatically go to when you are in a relationship and you still choose to masturbate that your needs are not being met and I don't feel that that's true at all. I don't think that's true. I wish I don't I mean it could be true for somebody. It I'm wasn't true. Sure for me. it is. Yes, it was true for me in college. That yeah. guy was not meeting my needs. Yeah. It doesn't feel true as an adult in a, in like the relationship in like for me right now. Right. Not at all. Um, I feel like it's something that I've grown into and been able to have like real hard work in that area. Mm -hmm. So can, I'm going to ask you a super yeah, personal please. question. And yeah, I did not ask you permission for this before. So, to, <laughs> so today yes. when you were masturbating and you said you had like the thought process of like what used to get you off. Yeah. So what got you off today? Myself. Yeah. Yeah. In what way? Um, so, okay. Um, I, <laughs> I take like big breaths, mm -hmm. like, you know, in yoga or yeah. when you like try to center your body uh -huh. and you try to like connect, um, to preface, like I had sexual abuse as a little girl. So for me, sexually disconnecting is very, very second nature. Like immediately I try to like, like escape my body. So through therapy and through a lot of like hard work, I've been able to like, I'm learning it's a process and I'm learning to reconnect to my body. Mm -hmm. So this, when I do masturbate, I'll like make sure that I'm centered and grounded and I actually prefer like a hard, like rather than on the bed, I like a harder surface mm -hmm. because I can feel more grounded. Okay. So I do try to like connect to myself mm -hmm. and then enjoy it. But I haven't actually enjoyed with other things other than just a vibrator. And I just go like, it can take me 13 seconds. So where I sat today in the process was like, what would it be like if I didn't, like what else feels good? Or where can I, how does one safely explore themselves? 
And again, like this could be where a professional comes in yes. and talks about this because I have piles of books to read on the subject that I've just haven't whether I don't know time or whatever we all know corona gave us plenty of extra time sure that I, I did not read those books but I do I, I I am in the work so I don't know if I have any answers for anybody but I know that's where I'm at so talk you go how about you when you masturbate so my husband used to ask me like so like what do you think about or what do you look at he's very visual I am not visual um he could not wrap his head around the fact that I never needed to look at anything or even really like run scenarios in my head. It was very just all business. I didn't need anything to like shock her. <laughs> not me. Shock her. I might overthink, but you you give you give you give Elizabeth all business her, and she's like. I need 13 seconds. That's right. Yeah. Because I want to be able to plot that on my chart. Anyways, um, yeah, so he could not wrap his head around the fact that I really needed nothing. Like, it was straight physical for me, which we'll talk about more later. Um, but I am just, it, it is what it is for me. Um, now, like, can I, like, see porn and get turned on and want to, like, either, like, do something with myself or do something with him? Absolutely. But I do not require it in any capacity. Now, as I've gotten older, I actually had, like, some times where I was struggling with even being able to have an orgasm, period. Um, and that was hard for me. Um, but then once I kind of broke through, I th it was probably mental. I'm not sure. I was also on a lot of medication that was probably yeah, interfering. That. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah, so that was definitely like probably holding me up as well. Um, but then once I like got over that part of my life, um, I realized that I still didn't really require any like outside stimulation or even really anything mental. However, I have noticed that I focus on like I guess I'm very aware of my body at the time. Like I kind of like focus on, oh wow, my calves are like flexed, like because I'm tense or like my toes are curled or, and like once my head is there, like I'm good and done. That's it, wow. like that's, that's all it, it requires. <laughs> but yeah, there's no, like I don't need mental simulation or visual stimulation do you feel like as i have not explored my body do you feel like that's been part of your journey um what that i have explored my yeah, body have or haven't whatever that like side of it is it's very it's come in waves for me over time like sometimes it was like very top of mind and girl i was on it multiple times a day <laughs> and then there were times where like i would just forget about it for a long period of time and then be like holy shit <laughs> I haven't had an orgasm in a while. Like, what the fuck's going on here? You know, whether it be like, again, from medication or whatever. Um, but I just think that as you get older and you allow yourself to um, kind of free yourself from the things that we were conditioned to think, like it's wrong and it's bad and it's shameful and, um, you know, you should only be like receiving that from your husband or your partner or whatever when I really like shed all of that, I think is when I allowed myself to like be more aware of my own body. Hmm. So I'm not gonna say that like I don't require 
anything anymore. I think I require maybe like just focusing on myself in that moment. Might be narcissistic. I'm not sure. No, I think I think that that's like I my whole life was conditioned to remove myself from the situation. Right. So that that's the trauma in my life. That 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 I mean that's the why. Right. And so now it's reconnecting. Like it is not narcissistic to be like here I am and I feel my body. You're fucking enjoying something that's supposed to feel right. good to you. Right. And like, it's not just about your vagina. No. Like, it's about or your it's whole not, body. Yeah, it's not just about what they feel like. Right. Like, I had conversations with one of my daughters that was like, oh, it's not how I feel during sex, it's how he feels. And I, like, almost fell off of the bed. I was like, are you... I, I, I could not believe, like, the work I've been doing was so front of mind, right? And it's like, oh, my boyfriend, you know, like, oh, like, is it good for you? She's like, no. I'm like, wait, what? It can be, like, it can be Absolutely. very good for you. Right. And I think that's the another big difference between, like, the narrative that we were, like, grown up and raised with versus how, at least I can say for myself, I speak to my kids about sex. Yeah. Um, it's not just about a boy or yeah. um, making a boy happy. I had a conversation with a bunch of girlfriends um, at a bar one time and it came up, do you know what a lipstick party is? Oh my God, I only know that because I've heard it and it makes my heart want to like yes. snap in half. Okay, so if you don't know what a lipstick party is, it's like a group of girls, everybody puts on a different color lipstick and then everybody you like- done that? Absolutely not. Okay, sorry, I'm sorry here. I'm sorry, I can't, I'm sorry. No, I have not. Um, and then, you know, like we see whose lipstick is like the farthest down and we see what colors we get, all of those things. But it's all centered around a boy. Yes. So actually this very super conservative little blonde, cute little thing from Utah was the one okay. to speak up and be like, you know what? Who's telling this girl, these girls, fuck that. Like, where's your pleasure in this? And I was like floored. I'm like, oh my wow. God, can we get this girl another drink, please? <laughs> I was like, and then I was like, I sat with that. Like I kept coming back to it. And you know, she was very adamant. Like we have daughters the same age, our oldest being 12. I actually think maybe her oldest is 11. And she was very adamant in the fact that like, we need to, when we're speaking to our daughters about sex, make sure that like they know it's important for them to be happy, satisfied, feel good, want to be there, want to, you know, take it over the edge, whatever. And it's not just about a boy, which that would have never been a conversation in my house. And do you know what I have learned since like being in new relationships that like the pleasure that they receive in giving you pleasure is huge. I had no idea and whether it's the awareness surrounding this or or what i had no clue now to be fair i don't think that that is the same for everybody i yeah i agree think it's that there story. are people who are there just for themselves and they don't really give a shit what else happens yeah um but personally for me in my sex life my husband gets off on me getting off so like if i'm not having a good time he's not having a good time I think that goes both ways for both partners. Yeah. And I, I do feel like, to be fair, in previous relationships that 
I was in such a trauma cycle of disattachment in my body, mm -hmm. I could have had been oblivious to really the pleasure between the two of us, to yeah. be fair. And I'd never done any work around it. So, I can see that, yeah, for sure. Like, it could have totally been, like, poured on top of me, and I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> oh, I paused. <laughs> You're going to take it or not? You're going to take it or not, Elizabeth? No, I'm good on that one. But really, uh, like, yeah, I know this is, like, we were laughing about, like, oh, it would be a fun topic to talk about. And it's like, dude, if... If I'm feeling this, you're right. feeling this. Absolutely. There has to be another human out there. And the fact that you and I are so close and we talk about every fucking thing. And although we've like talked about like, oh, masturbate today. Yeah. But like it's never been like anything beyond that. True. I think that speaks volumes too. I've never talked about, I've never, I mean my therapist, I've talked to my therapist about right. it. And again, like are these lines that are oversharing or something that might make people uncomfortable. Like, okay, here's, here's maybe, the thing. <laughs> but it's not to me. For me, I actually just said this, you know me and my Facebook groups. Said this in a Facebook group yesterday. Yeah, the question was something around, um, like how, what do you wish your parents would have told you about sex, masturbation, pornography, um, STDs, all these things, right? Like I want to have a conversation with my 14 year old and I don't know where to start was like the hmm. conversation starter. Um, what I said was, you know, I gave my input on read this, see that, whatever. But then what I said at the end was, and I totally believe this 100%, sex is a huge part of life, huge. It's not something that, you know, we visit every few years. Well, maybe some people do, and that's fine if that's your thing. Um, but for most people, it is very top of mind. It is very important, but yet we are afraid to fucking talk about it. How can we talk about every other thing that bothers us, bugs us, we like, we bitch to our coworkers, whatever, but yet something that takes up so much space and rent in our brain, we are afraid to speak about. Like, it's mind-blowing to me. I can't wrap my head around it. Well, I'm glad we got to cover it in this. Right. Really, though, like, this is the shit that the Firewalkers are about. Right. Like, this is why this platform is here, is honestly to, like, share these parts. Like, a question was asked, like, why did you start the podcast? Like, this is why we started the podcast like these moments these conversations that truly have shaped us to who we really are absolutely and the invitation invin in you put an extra n in there seriously if i can fuck up a word i will the invitation there you go there it is for others to come join in conversation to come join in you know come sit with us come hang out with us um be okay with the story not always having, an, having a, a happy ending or having somebody be comfortable with only part of you because the other part of you is too scary or not, you don't fit in their box and you don't fit in their, their shiny space for you because you have other things and uh, this is the space for you. That's right. So thank you for listening. Yeah. From our hearts to yours. Absolutely. Ah, peace out.